Hi, Dr. Gator here. Are you ready to take your family's health to the next level? Check out my free immunity and wellness masterclass at integrativepediatrics.com. Mama. Welcome parents to Raising Amazing. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Gator-Warsh, board-certified pediatrician specializing in integrative medicine. And I'm Serena Vincent. I'm an actor, writer, and new mother. Join us in learning and laughing as we navigate through the messy path of parenthood. And together, let's begin Raising Amazing. I don't know. Welcome friends, fans, patients, parents, everyone in the world who is joining us on our journey of Raising Amazing. I'm Serena Vincent, and I am co-hosting this amazing parenting podcast with every kid and parent's favorite pediatrician, Dr. Gator, and this is episode one. Yay! Yay! We we are so excited to be doing this. We have so many great guests coming in the future, doctors, actors, authors, professionals, but for our first episode, we really just wanted to share with you why we're creating this parenting podcast. Dr. Gator, take it away. Why did you want to do this podcast and why did you want to do this podcast with me? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know if I'm everybody's favorite pediatrician, but I appreciate that the sentiment at well, least. you are. <laughs> I say you are. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, so, you know, for me, I have, I'm a pediatrician and I was working in, you know, the big, practices, big offices before, trained in a great uh, allopathic Western medicine program, but I just got a little bit frustrated with the regular system and the super short visits and treating everything with a medication. And I'm not against Western medicine at all. I think it's super important and there's a lot of amazing strides that we've taken, but I just got a little bit frustrated with only having medicine in in my toolkit. And so that's when I started learning a lot about integrated medicine and natural medicine and blending the best of both worlds together. Again, I'm not against Western medicine at all. I just think that there's a time and a place. And and once I started working with uh, alternative medicine and regular medicine, it really became apparent that people and, and people, the patients were really loving it. And I was also loving it, loving my job more. I found a lot more success. Uh, and it's just a lot more fun really to do medicine without just having to give a medication all the time when I was seeing better results in patients and then after working with this for a little while I realized okay maybe I should open up my own practice and so so we did that (laughs) thank you you're very welcome and so so we did that and and it was really exciting to see just how many people uh were flocking towards how many people were excited about integrative medicine and natural medicine especially with kids because this isn't really something that exists very much at all and there's a few doctors if you look around even in los angeles that do it but not many not many even around the world and people were were loving it and we were getting full really fast and and all sorts of people were coming to the office and i was still a pretty young doctor still pretty young you're still a pretty young doctor (laughs) (laughs) but you know for a new office it was crazy as celebrities were coming and uh, politicians were coming and athletes were coming and all these people who so I'd seen cool. in movies and films and on TV you know, were coming to the office and you know people were coming in for interviews and I didn't necessarily always know that you know who they were I maybe just like the mom's name was on the interview sheet and not not the dad's and they would walk in and I'm like you know seeing somebody and I'm like oh I know them or you know I, I wouldn't even know who they were or I think I but, know but, them but, but I don't like, know why. I'm, I'm like I know that face but I don't know where <laughs> right. you know and it just kind of snowballed from there and and just seeing how much people love this and were, were looking for it 
uh, was really exciting to me. And so then, you know, as we were getting more full, I, I started to realize, okay, this is great, but at the same time, this is still only helping just a few people. You know, it's just helping a few people in the office. You know, we have a few hundred, you know, maybe a thousand patients at this point, but that's still a very small, you know, minority of, of people around that, that, that I could help mm-hmm. with this information. And, and you can't really get information out to the masses in, in the practice, right? So, right. but the problems that we're seeing with kids continue to, to snowball, continue to skyrocket. And we're seeing you know, chronic disease rates approaching 50% for kids. Um, and then even myself you know, having a child uh, more recently, it was. Yeah, you're I need a dad to get this, now. <laughs> I am a dad now, <laughs> and I need to get this information out there. And so that's when I decided to partner up to get things out there more online. And, and I was really lucky. I partnered up with uh, Rob Herring, who is a, just a phenomenal documentary filmmaker, and then uh, he runs uh, Earth Conscious Life. And, mm-hmm. and so I partnered up with him because he he really has the media and the tech savvy that I don't have any of that stuff. You know, we don't learn any. Thing like that in med school we don't learn anything about business world we don't learn anything about podcasting we don't learn anything about you know running events or any of that stuff so you, i need some help and he was just an amazing filmmaker he's done documentaries he knows that world he's also very much into holistic natural health as well and so we partnered up started integrated pediatrics um, dot com. We ran a, a summit together in integrative medicine, and that was also crazy too because we did our first summit, and and I wasn't sure how people were going to take to it, and it just seemed like explain people were absolutely what this, loving it. Explain what the summit is because for li- your, all the listeners, you can actually still access this information, which is incredible. So we we got together a bunch of practitioners, a bunch of celebrities, and we had. Uh, conversations about different topics in, in integrative health and and it was just amazing to see all these celebrities volunteering their time to talk about topics that were important to them it was amazing to see all these amazing practitioners talk about topics that are important to them like gut health or sleep mm-hmm. diet exercise all of the uh, health topics that were within you know pediatrics which most of the stuff is in adults but we were really talking about kids for this and you know, over 20,000 people sign up to watch the summit this first time and I thought that was amazing and we were hoping for maybe a thousand people you know maybe a couple thousand 20,000 people sign up and this was our first event so that really made me realize okay there's a you know there's a, a need for this there's mm-hmm. a want for this we want to get this information and and the more I've talked to parents the more they said you know we need more of this we need to you know where we can get good information, we want to listen to credible sources because mostly what's out there is is either you know books that have been around for a long time that have great information but aren't necessarily relevant to uh, today or right. the new issues that parents are facing. There's a lot of you know, podcasts out there and shows and other things which you know, either come from very much the celebrity side of things which are really fun to listen to but not aren't always the best information or maybe not scientific um in what we're talking about it's just kind of fun stuff based on personal experience right there's a lot useful. of things on like instagram and like and you know like influencer moms that have good information but like you wanted to create like a one stop shop so to speak <laughs> yeah i mean that it, well if we just look at instagram or, or, or social media for a second it's you know what who who is the popular people for the most part it's not doctors right, right. it's not doctors it's not lawyers it's not uh, scientists i mean some are but that's not the usual it's usually celebrities and lots of celebrities are 
very intelligent and give great information, but it's also, you know, there's lots of influencers out there that don't give great information mm -hmm. or, or don't give information that is very, you know, rooted in, in science. And so to me, we have to bridge that gap and we have to work together because doctors are by nature are not generally very good at social media stuff. Like that's not what we do. We don't have the time necessarily to do all this. So we need to work together because an influencer, a celebrity has a big platform um, and so that's really useful to get that information out there. And if we work together to get that out, I think it really helps to get good information out. And there's also a lot of very useful um, information that celebrities and influencers have. Just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you haven't done, uh, you know, doesn't have a don't have a PhD or you know you don't need to be um, a scientist to be a parent, right? And everyone's a parent. Everyone has great things to to offer to talk about mm -hmm. to offer. And I also find that um, there is some there's some significant benefit to influencers talking about the things that they're going through because people can then relate to it feel like they're not the only one mm -hmm. um and then it makes it helps them get through things or at least bring you know bring things out or talk about it especially things like mental health which have a lot of stigma to it if you hear your favorite celebrity talking about it it makes you often feel like okay i'm not the only one there's lots of other people talking about this i should talk about it too and so that's that's kind of how we got here you know we Siri and i teamed up and super excited to to be doing this podcast and bridging the two worlds together. Um, and I'm really excited for that. Well, thank you for asking me to, you know, be a part of this. I, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Serena Vincent. And <laughs> I am an actor and a writer. I've been in the business for almost 25 years. Um, kids know me from Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. I was the Yellow Power Ranger in 1999, so <laughs> aging myself. Or Disney Channel's Stuck in the Middle, where I played Susie Diaz, the like quirky, nurturing mom of seven kids. So much fun. Parents might know me from genre films like Cabin Fever or comedies like Not Another Teen Movie. Um, anyway, I've been doing film and TV since 1998. You've I, done stuff. I've done things. lots of things. Yes, lots of stuff. And I have my first children's book coming out early 2022 called Everybody Has a Belly Button. But yay. Yay. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, but most importantly, I'm a new mama. And I came in late to this parenting party. I had my first baby, just uh, three days shy of 40. And he's the greatest thing I've ever produced. And I like all of you don't want to mess this up. <laughs> I have lived a full life of, you know, highs and lows and successes and failures and been through deaths and divorce and all of that stuff. And now that I'm a mother, I, I don't really feel like I have time to waste. And, you know, um, for my own personal growth, I'm a big reader of self-help um, and a big listener of self-help podcasts. And hearing other people's stories always inspires me and helps me in my own life. So when Dr. Gator asked me to join him in raising amazing, I couldn't say no, you know, because you could have, you could I, have I could have said, have no. said no, I guess <laughs> I thought about saying no and we'll get to that. But um, <laughs> I haven't told you this, um, but, you know, now that I'm a mother, I'm I am. I'm searching for ways to elevate my own thinking and actions and raise the bar on myself and raise an amazing little human. And I am not here to pretend like I know everything. My child is two. 
So I know that I don't know, but I also know that when we're honest about what we don't know, that's when we can really learn and transform. So I'm excited. And there, there is a lot to learn, right? I mean, yeah. People always assume, I mean, I get the question, all the time, oh, it must be so great that you're a pediatrician and you, you know everything about parenting. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I know about the doctor. Don't tell us that. Don't tell us things. that you don't no, know everything. <laughs> but you, you don't know everything, right? I mean, there, there, there's a big difference between okay. being a pediatrician and being a parent. Even still as a pediatrician, there are, there, there's so many aspects of parenting. There's so many aspects and I might be, even as a pediatrician, I might be really good at X, Y, and Z, but there's still so many other areas where there's experts in the world. And, you know, I take the perfect example of breastfeeding, mm-hmm. right? Breastfeeding is something that we certainly learn about in med school, but I I'm not a breastfeeding expert. I chatted about that in your summit. That was my yes, thing. Yes, ex- ex- yeah. exactly. With Danielle and, Goss. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we, you know, we talk about it at the office all the time. And I certainly know a thing or two about breastfeeding, but a lactation consultant, they do training for years and they see people every day and there's no way in the world that I'm going to pretend that I know one a millionth of what a breastfeeding right. consultant knows and so that's where again teaming up is the key it's about knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know but also having a good team around you and right. we don't have this anymore as parents we I think you know based on everything that I've heard about from the past this is what it used to be like you used to live in a village you used to have grandparents around you used to have wet nurses and friends and everyone that lived with you in your little village and aunts and you, cousins but... and older siblings and stuff that'll come over and help like your your you shove your baby under your boob or whatever yeah we don't right we, we don't have that yeah. anymore we we have uh, amazing communication tools to talk to people across the world but they're not there we move we live elsewhere and so we need a new village we need a new uh, team and sadly medicine is not that team right now and that's what we have to change we have to bring back the the community it's very fractionated and you have to almost seek out your own care if you want more than just you know the regular regular pediatrician and again there's lots of great doctors out there that we know a lot but there's lactation consultants there's um, chiropractors there's naturopaths there's uh, Chinese medicine. There's so many fields out there, and these are all different worlds, but that's not the way that it should be. There shouldn't be Ayurvedic medicine, Chinese medicine, homeopathy, uh, pediatric. It should just be medicine. Everything should be medicine. Everything should be parenting. We should all work together and to do the best for our kids on that day. But we do we're need clearly a new team. not seeing that. Yeah. yeah. So, so. We're going to be your team captains here, people. That's that's so cool. We want to be ca- exactly. We want to be captains. We want to bring you great people, right? I, I we both know a lot of amazing people, a lot of great practitioners, a lot of great influencers and actors and entertainers and people from all different worlds and walks of life. But we want to bring in good information and, mm-hmm. and moderate and have fun and, and chat about it. Do it in a fun way so that we can actually learn. Because again, you know, we know it. We're talking to parents here, right? For the most part, we're talking to parents, maybe grandparents, and people are super busy, so you only have so much time. So we want to make sure we get action-packed information in there for you um, that's scientific and fun. Yes, scientific and fun and real solutions to real everyday problems parents and kids are experiencing. I've traveled for the last 15 years before I was a mother um, all over the world to different Comic-Cons, and I have met so many kids who are sick, and sad and depressed and anxiety ridden and it breaks 
my heart. I just want to take them all home with me. Um, but obviously I can't do that. Um, so again, when you asked me to, to join you in this, I, I, for that reason also, I, I couldn't say no because I do feel like, I guess most of our, our, our listeners are going to be parents, but if there's the, if there's the teen or the tween out there that is listening, like I want to help them too. All of our kids are all of our kids and we have to do better by them. So I am just truly honored to be doing this with you. Yeah, and I, I, I couldn't agree more. It's just so difficult to see what's going on right now and what has been going on for the last few years. You just look at the statistics and the chronic disease rates are skyrocketing. And, and as a new parent, I didn't feel like I have any choice but to do this. I, mm-hmm. Eli you know, is an amazing kid and there, I can't even imagine what his life would be like if, well, I guess I can imagine to some degree, but I, I, you know, I want to do everything that I can to prevent him from, from being sick, from getting a chronic disease. And, you know, if he does have a chronic disease, then do everything possible to you know, minimize the pain, minimize that risk. And, and you know, right now it's like 50% of kids have some sort of chronic disease. They're on some sort of medication. Those numbers just keep going up and up and up. I don't even really remember autism when I was uh, a child, but now it seems like every other kid uh, has autism. And, you know, it used to be like one in 100 kids had autism, then one in 50, then one in 40. And now there's information out of Stanford that they feel like, you know, over the next couple of years, it could get to one in 10 or one in five. And it just, the numbers keep going up and up and up. And so we need to do something to prevent these things from happening and if you do have a chronic disease like asthma allergies uh, gut issues then there's so much that we can do from a natural perspective to help and either uh, decrease the medication that you're on decrease the symptoms or or hopefully over time cure some of these things or or, or get kids off of off of the the medicine that they're taking and so just coming together it's just it's just so important to me to to work on this and to change the paradigm of medicine and to work together to help with this this yeah. issue and now as a parent even more yeah i i agree like i i know that kids are getting sicker and are suffering from anxiety and um so now that i am a parent you know my fear is um i guess like every parent's fear just doing it wrong <laughs> or having mm-hmm. regret which is obviously the same fear that we all have for our own life but it's like times a zillion when you think about your child um you know like we we thought our parents knew what they were doing when we were kids but they had no idea my mom used to say that we could have a soda she'd be like you can have a soda um but nothing with caffeine so you can have a sprite a seven up or a mountain dew obviously Mm -hmm. we all know now that mountain dew has like the most (laughs) caffeine on the planet and we'd always choose a mountain dew and then um like i had neither she or i knew why i couldn't sleep as a kid (laughs) um so obviously there was a there was a lot we've learned since then right so there's like but parenting now is different like and i think parents and especially our generation are parenting more consciously and we we if, if we have like an opportunity to do it right and not mess it up, let's, let's do that, you know? And yeah, I mean, the world is different, right? It's a different yeah. place. It's really tough. Nobody prepares you for anything. I've read plenty of books and it's still not the same thing. And we need to talk through the real actual modern 
problems that are happening. And even more so now we're doing this uh, time of a pandemic, right? And there's no book on the pandemic. It's not, it's not a thing. And that you're, you're having a baby, you know, right now you had one three months ago. There are fears that no parent has probably ever had, or at least not in a specific mm-hmm. you know, way. So how do you know what to do and what's right and what's wrong and what to do next? And are my kids going to be screwed up? And am I screwing them up? And am I doing everything right? These are the things that people are thinking. And I know that because these are the questions that I get in the office all the time. Like, are my kids going to be okay if they're if they're not seeing other kids? Are my kids going to be okay if we don't go to the park? Are my kids going to be okay um, if they get exposed to this disease? My kids are having depression and anxiety and x y and z all these things that we've never had to deal with before and that was again what really pushed us to do this especially with the mental health crisis that we're seeing right now and that's really what we wanted to focus on for the first few episodes was the mental health crisis because that's really one of the biggest issues we're seeing from the pandemic very second but this is super useful information in general because there's always mental health concerns Mm -hmm. out there but this is really hyper focused right now and so that's that's why we chose that as our first topic to really dive into for the first few episodes. So speaking of questions, let's take this minute to, I want to ask you a few questions, Dr. Gator, and um, you can ask me some. Sure. Okay. Dr. Gator, what can we do to make sure our kids come out of the pandemic strong without long-term complications? The big thing to remember off the bat is that from all the research that we've seen and all the data that we know, most kids, when they go through a pandemic or a crisis or a catastrophe in the world, come out okay. The data says 50% or more of kids will be totally fine, have no long-term consequences, don't even know most of the time really what's going on too much or don't really care too much about what's going on. They're in their own kid world and and they'll be okay. So I think that is super empowering from the start. There's research out of Harvard from that. There's research from the Great Depression. There's research from the Holocaust, from from, uh, hurricanes and floods and all sorts of things that you know most kids do fine uh, and the really the big thing is just being their shield as their parent and kind of keeping them away from too much of the crazy information and letting them be a kid as much as you mm-hmm. as much as you can so kind of being their shield you know, don't want to expose them to too much too soon every kid you know is a different age so there's certain information that's you know useful for them and there's other information that's maybe too much for them so being their shield keeping them away from from too much crazy scary sad information I think is really helpful long term but at the end of the day for the most part they're going to be fine and we just have to make sure that we continue to focus on keeping them generally healthy keeping making sure they're getting good sleep making sure they're eating healthy making sure they're not too stressed out making sure we talk to them Mm -hmm. if they are having issues making sure we help them get through anything that they're worrying about and if we do those things then when we come out on the other side of this we'll be okay and it is a very scary time because this is new but what i always you know talk to parents about when they're in the office is just you know remember if we're going through a a hurricane a tornado a, your city getting destroyed a bombing all of these things that do happen in the world and are super unfortunate uh you know, circumstances that do occur every now and again in different places you do get through it the city gets through it the people get through it people are strong we band people together people are resilient yes and we get through it. And even, you know, I, I was watching um, the David Attenborough 
special about the world and what he was thinking. You know, and they started off with looking at Chernobyl, right? And, and Chernobyl, oh uh, yeah, and and just the city being absolutely you know destroyed, obviously by the explosion. And then they show it later, you know, with all the trees growing through it and all the plants, and now it's just very green place. And it's just a reminder that no matter how horrible something is. The world always goes on. We always go on. And we will get through it. And even though something seems so terrible in that moment, there is another side. There's a green, you know, other side. And so just keeping positive, trying to find ways to stay happy and trying to find ways to get through it. That's really, I think, the key. Because at the end of the day, kids are going to be just fine. And we relate everything to what we know. But this is they're in their own world. They're in, they're in a different frame of reference. And mm-hmm. so... You know, if, if we, for example, like with technology, people always say, oh, well, the kids are on technology more. Is that going to be a huge issue? Well, remember Y2K, how much we were worried about that? Cause, you know, <laughs> yes. right? And then it was nothing. It's, these, these kids, that's what they know. They, they know this world and they're going to balance themselves out over time <clears throat> through this world. We're worried because we're like, well, we never dealt with the pandemic. So how could these kids ever deal with it? But that's their world. They will be able to deal with it, right. and they will come out the other side. So, I, I love that. I think that that if you have patience and stay calm, and just continue to do everything that you can do, it will be okay. I mean, that's just like advice for life. If we're patient mm-hmm. and we're calm, we can get through things. Yes. Not always uh, easy, but. Um, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Go for and I it. feel like this is, this is a good one. I, I, I feel like this is something that I, I, I've talked about a little bit in the in the summit before. And mm-hmm. why should anybody care? Why should a parent care what a celebrity thinks about parenting? Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. I think, that's, I think that's like the question, you know, because I think I've heard it before. It's no, like it's so good. It. It's so good. I'm happy you asked me this. Um, the answer is they shouldn't really. Like they shouldn't really care what a celebrity thinks. And what is celebrity even mean really right like I'm a celebrity to some people and then other people have no idea who I am right and Mm -hmm. but me as a human being like I'm I'm just me and I'm just a mother I'm just searching for ways to be better and do this better but if I have because of what I do for a living, if I have access to other, better, smarter, cooler (laughs) people out there, celebrities and doctors, then I want to do my job, which is, this is my job. Like I am, I, this, I work in the entertainment business. I want to do my job and helping bring all of these people together. My favorite part about what we've recorded so far is that all of the celebrities that we have had on are so been so honest and open and authentic about their experience and I do think that all of us no matter if you're a celebrity or influencer doctor or a teacher or just a stay-at-home mom or you're on the front lines a nurse whatever everybody's feeling like really stressed out and lonely because we're human and confused and don't know where to turn and I don't know if so if as a celebrity we I can help be like a vessel I don't know so to speak to to bring these people together for the greater good and create a community then um then then that's why people should care 
what a celebrity thinks. Did I answer that? <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's that is what I. It's about the platform, right? Right. You, when you bec if you're an athlete, you know, uh, I don't know, like LeBron James or um, you know, whatever, any any famous athlete, celebrity, artist, you you gain a platform through whatever you're you're great at. You know, whether you do a movie or you play your sport or whatever it is. But that's for one period of your life. You know, or it's one part of your life. But yes. then I think the bigger question is, okay, what do you do with that? You know, you can just take your fame and you can take your the money that you made and all those things and you can go live in a big house and do nothing with that. And that's fine. You don't have to. But you also gain the ability to make a real difference in the world because you mm -hmm. have a large you know, following nowadays, right? It's social media, Instagram, whatever. You can make one post and you can get that information out to more people than most doctors ever could in their whole career. So you, you, you gain this platform. And what what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with that platform? How are you going to make a difference in the world? Yeah. And there, there's so much that needs to change. And I have found that, especially when it comes to this world of, of parenting, parenting products, parenting stuff, you know, just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you don't have kids, right? You become a parent and then you realize a lot of times what is really important to you or you go through as a parent, you're like, wow, I'm using this product and the ingredients are so shitty. Like, mm -hmm. why am I doing this? And then, you know, I t I, I'm friends with, with Sarah Olson, who runs Bayo, great company with great um, natural products. And she went, you know, had I was in not another she... team movie. Her husband <laughs> yeah. And, and she and I interviewed her for the summit and, and she was talking about how, you know, she was trying to put creams on her baby. And she's like, what is this? Like, why am I why am I thinking about the food that I'm eating, but not about the ingredients on my yeah skincare products that I'm going to put on my on newborn baby. On your brand so, new human, yeah, that you made right, inside your body. Yeah. And, and so she created this great line of products, and that's what I use for, for Eli, and I, I, I love it. Um, so this is, you know, shout out for them. Um, and then I was also talking to Hilary Duff on the summit about um, her line of products. She has kids as well, and she was like, oh, the diapers that we were using were really crappy, and we needed, I wanted a better option. And it doesn't matter, you know, who you are, what level of celebrity, it, if you see something that can be made better, then why not do that? And that's so helpful to everybody. Even if you make a product that's not the best product in the world, but is better than what's out there, every single step matters and every yeah. decrease in chemicals matters. And that all is gonna make a difference long-term to having healthier kids, because kids are not healthy. And so when you become a parent, if it becomes apparent to you that there's a problem, then you should do something about it. And yeah, you know, celebrities do have a better access to that. And they're obviously gonna be able to get you know, more funding to do that they're going to be able to uh, you know get their get into more places to actually make a difference because people listen to what they say and then for better or worse that just is how it is and you could be like oh it's so crazy why am i listening to this celebrity why are they get but that's how it is and so we need to take the world how it is and make it a better place and, and that's why to be i think it's super important to work together because just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you don't have something important to say and you have the ability to do something for everyone and the and i applaud the people that do you know it's it's it, you shouldn't shame someone being like oh why are you doing this you're just no applaud them for taking the time they don't need to do it you know, there are all these people multi-millionaires you don't have to go make uh, a diaper you don't have to go make a cream yeah but you're doing it because you care i didn't know that hillary <laughs> duff my diapers yeah hap hap happy little camper that's that's her, uh, her hap oh i love that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, going back to the, the original question, you know, like, why do this is very honest, but it's true. And I feel like many actors and 
celebrities, how, whatever you want to call it, feel this way. When you first asked me to uh, do the podcast, I my one of my first thoughts was, well, what do I have to say? Like, I'm not an expert. Like, are people really going to want to hear from me? I feel like that's every also celebrities like and or actors like that's their like a big insecurity that we all have that nobody wants to hear from us. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be judged in that way. And, um, but also everybody feels that way. I'm not everybody, but I feel like a lot of people, no matter what you do for a living can feel like your voice doesn't matter or what you think doesn't matter. And it does, it all matters. We're all parents here trying to do our best for our amazing little ones. Yeah, but it but it matters. You you you're not a celebrity, Serena. You're a parent. You're an expert at parenting of what you've been through. You know, you might not be an expert at parenting a teenager because you haven't done that yet. Right. But you are an expert of t- taking care of a you know one year old because you went through it. You went through it, and other people didn't. And Thanks. you can you can <laughs> you can help other people get to where you are. Right. And that's what we don't have. You know, your yeah. your mom. You know, my mom was not a parenting expert before. She had us. But back in the day, your your mom, grandma was there. That was your parenting expert. So mm-hmm. you are a parenting expert if you've been through it. And we all have to help each other. You share what you've learned. Yes. And I then, have learned so, I learned so much from other people. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. The things that you don't know, that also is what makes a kind of podcast yeah. like this super useful. Because I'm also coming from a doctor's perspective. So it's not always, you know, let's say relatable to the people of, I don't know what I don't know sometimes and I forget sometimes that I've learned X, Y, and Z at med school and that's like, oh, that's just common knowledge to me, but it's not necessarily common knowledge to everybody else. But, you know, if you are not a doctor, then you're going to know a lot more of like, oh, you know, a parent really wants to learn about potty training. Like, this is a question I'm getting a thousand times. Like, I might not really realize that because it's just one of the 10,000 questions I get every day. But, you know, even just being a, you know, quote unquote, regular parent, that mm-hmm. is exactly what this is about, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? This Absolutely. is about what is what is actually useful to you. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing. Speaking of parents, regular parents, we're all regular parents, but we have some questions <laughs> from parents, from real parents here. Hi. I have a quick question about growth. I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old, both girls, who are on the smaller side, and we are a plant-based family, and besides getting the necessary amounts of calcium in the diet, how much protein and fat is recommended for growth if they are on the smaller side? It's it's a really, yeah, it's a good question. First thing to say with with this question is, you know, I think they're with talking about a plant-based diet, you could certainly be extraordinarily healthy with a plant-based vegan vegetarian diet. That's absolutely fine. Lots of kids in the practice uh, and around the world are vegans and vegetarians these days. And if you eat a well-balanced diet, then you can be um, extraordinarily healthy, the same or more healthy than many kids that eat meat. That's the first part. Second part is every kid is a little bit different. There's not really one number that you, you look for, I would say. I, I think it's more about eating a, a well-balanced diet. It's also much more about where you get your sources of fats from, where you get your sources of proteins from. Um, there's a huge difference between uh, a grass, or not grass, but there's a huge difference between a organic uh, non-GMO product versus something that's you know factory produced um, in terms of the nutrients as well. So I think those mm-hmm. are just things to, to think about um, just in general when we're talking about our diet. Now, 
boys are different, girls are different, every age range is different. So, and also there's a thousand different numbers out there. So everything you can take with a little bit of a grain of salt here in terms of what the numbers are. But usually kids will need you know over a thousand calories a day. It's going to depend on the age range. You know, we're talking about like four year olds or so from what your question was for four to six year olds. Um, the American Heart Association says to keep fat intake between you know, 25 to 35 percent of the calories for kids around four to six, maybe around 40 grams of fat a day um, is something that uh, that they would recommend. And then in terms of protein, you usually recommend about one to one and a half grams of protein for every two pounds of body weight. So something like a 40 pound child would need about 20 grams of protein per day. So it's a kind of your general roundabout numbers. But again, I don't think you should worry so much about the numbers as it is about the diet. And also just keep in mind too that some people are big and some people are small. So there's nothing necessarily wrong with being on the lower end of the growth curves. It's healthy for yourself. And I try not to focus too much on the numbers as long as the kids are healthy. I think we wanna focus on where we get our food from and having a well-balanced diet and thinking about decreasing the chemicals and the sugar and the pesticides and the toxins and not worry so much about, oh, do we get one gram of protein a day or 1.5 gram of protein per day for every, you know, I, don't, I don't think that matters. I mean, you can be as uh, you know, dogmatic about things as you like, but at the end of the day, it's your kids are gonna be much healthier if they eat a well-balanced, healthy diet from good sources. If you eat your food out of a, a garden that you prepare yourself, if you get it from farmers that you know, local you know, farmers markets, things like that, you're gonna do, you're gonna go a lot farther for their health than uh, you know, number, number crunching about how many grams of protein and how many grams of fat your children are eating. That was great, thank you. We have another question from another mama. Hi, Serena and Dr. Gator. My name's Penelope. I'm calling in from San Diego. I have three kids, an eight-year-old girl and five-and-a-half-year-old twin boys. I am curious about vitamin supplements for children. Do they need them or can they get all of the vitamins and minerals that their growing bodies need from food? I look forward to hearing your answer. Thanks so much. That also really, really good question. Mm -hmm. It's a question I get in the office a lot, actually. And that also not a simple question for sure. I, I am always a big believer in getting your nutrition from food. I, I think a supplement is a supplement and it's just that it should be supplementing your diet. You shouldn't be needing uh, a multivitamin for your entire life. You shouldn't be needing a supplement for your entire childhood. I mean, notwithstanding if you have like a thyroid issue, you need a thyroid hormone, something totally different. But in general, if you're just taking a supplement, I don't think you should be needing that always that you should be getting that from your your food so it's not wrong to take a multivitamin it's certainly not harmful you know for the most part as long as you're, you're taking it appropriately uh, and i think that our food is so you know crappy these days that we just don't get the nutrition that we need and so if you are if your kid is eating really healthy if they're growing there's not any medical issues then you should be able to get all of your nutrients from food and from life and that's a much better way to get it i think if you want to do a multivitamin Every now and again, that's fine. You can boost things up. You want to do it for a couple months. That's what I recommend to patients. Yeah, do it for two, three months, boost up all the levels. There's nothing wrong with that. But what we have to just remember is the food that we're eating today in general is not the same food that we had 50 years ago. If you're eating an apple, it's not the same apple mm -hmm. a lot of times that you had 50 years ago. It's grown in a farm somewhere. It's grown rapidly. The soil doesn't have the nutrition it used to have. It's picked and then 
sprayed in chemicals and then shipped across the country or across the world, and then you eat it, right? So it's not the same apple so depressing. that you had. It, it is. It is depressing. And that's why we see so many kids that are nutrient deficient. That's why we have so many diseases. It's, it's entirely possible to have a healthy child without needing supplements, but it is certainly fine to do it if, if you want to. And certainly if you have a picky eater, then it's, it's great to do you know, a multivitamin or, or something along those lines. And also the other big vitamin that's recommended uh, by pediatricians is vitamin D, right? And it's also logical why we have vitamin D deficiency these days. And everybody seems to, because we're not outside as much as we used to. If we think about how humans evolved, we evolved outside. We used to go get water and hunt and do all these things. And now we're inside on our computer li- listening to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right? So th- but that's what we're doing. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, should you should you supplement with vitamin D? No, you shouldn't. You should be getting it from the sun. But that's not the reality of what we're doing these days. So if you want to do a little bit of supplementation, that's certainly fine and even recommended by the American County Pediatrics. And I think that's fine. But my recommendation to parents is no, go outside, like sit by a window. You know, you don't want to put your kid in and get them a you know, heat stroke or get them a sunburn. But being outside is great and fine and we need to do that and we're all vitamin d deficient for a reason because we're not outside enough so we need to think about those things and not about the quick fix we're way too much about a quick fix not about doing things properly and that's why we are where we are in medicine and health today thank you mamas for your questions we will be covering those subjects in future episodes we're going to talk about vitamin supplements choosing which ones with the least amount of toxins food nutrition essential oils postpartum anxiety, Zoom school, and anxiety with tweens and teens, toddler life. Season one, we focused on the mental health effects of the pandemic and just mental health in general. Yeah. Season one is going to be, again, like Serena said, focused on mental health. And and to me, well, to us, that was what we wanted to start because that's just such a huge crisis right now. And there is almost nobody focusing on mental health in children during the pandemic mm-hmm. but it's not just about the pandemic you know 99.9 percent of this have nothing really to do with just being only the pandemic mental health is important at all times and these things are applicable to you know whether you're listening to this 10 years from now it's still going to be you know depression anxiety all these things are, are relevant and we're speaking to to malika chopra next and, and she she speaks about you know meditation and mindfulness and, and strategies that you can uh, use and ways to think about uh, mental health and mental health issues and yes it's related to the pandemic but but it's also related to any kid anytime that has nothing to do with the pandemic but we want to focus on that because it's such a huge uh it's like it's like a gasoline on a fire that was already there the mental right. health crisis was already there but this has pushed it beyond where you know every single teenager that comes into my office for the most part is talking about depression and anxiety and how much trouble they're having and and this was a problem before but it's such a huge problem now so we we chose to start here and then we'll move into the the, the greater world of all the you know peeing and pooping <laughs> all the poop that i talk about all the time. i know <laughs> so how do we raise amazing children what is the future of health how do you see this messy path forward I, I hope that we we continue to grow stronger and continue to come together. We are so out of balance right now. There's so much polarization on every topic, and medicine is one of the most polarizing mm-hmm. topics. And, and there's so much anger and so much hate and, and so much frustration 
and and that is not where we need to go. We need to start coming together. We need to start working, uh, cooperating with each other, fostering a community, and becoming a team. As a doctor, alternative practitioners, uh, parents, everybody, we need to come together to create better solutions for our kids. This is the first time where life expectancy is going down. And that is terrifying. The rates of chronic disease in children and adults are going up. And if we don't do something about that, then every other child is going to have a major issue. Every parent is going to be on four. You know, everybody, every one of you that's listening, if you're not already on a medication, we're all going to be on medications. I don't want to be living a life where I have to take four pills every single day. I want to live a healthy life for as long as I possibly can. And if I do need a medication, then I want to have as minimal of a dose or try to get off of it if I can. Agreed. And the only way to do that is to come together and take the best of all worlds. Medicine, to some degree, is arrogant and we are we're thinking that we're the only way and that's not true alternative medicine has been around for thousands and thousands of years there's lots of great information and wisdom and we cannot forget hypocrisy we cannot forget the wisdom of the ages there's so much information out there that's been used for generations mm -hmm. and we can't just throw all of that away because it's something that wasn't studied in a double-blind control trial we want to do research and science and all of these things. It's very important. We don't want to have uh, dangerous products on the market, but we also need to come together for our kids so that way the future will look brighter and not bleaker. And, and I'm trying to raise that flag right now and say, look, we have to do this. We are on the cliff's edge and the pandemic pushed us again. Yes. It pushed us more where we thought about health this last year like we've never thought about it before. This is the time. If there is one thing that needs to come out of the pandemic in a positive light, it has to be health. It has to be a focus on health. It has to be an understanding that we are so polarized on some of these topics and it doesn't work. It doesn't work to have two sides. You have to look at both sides and look at what's the best answer for the most people, what is the best answer that has the lowest risk and come together somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. You know, this is Buddhism, right? This is like mm -hmm. the bit away. So this is the this is what what we have to do again. We're not doing it now. Social media has absolutely pushed people to polarized sides. I know sides. it's awful. And it's it's like you have to be on one side or the other, and it. And there is no sides. There we're on, isn't. We're on the same team. We're on the same freaking team. We're here for the kids. We're here for my child, for your child, for every single person and parent listening, for every grandparent listening, we yes. are on the same team and we have to come together. We cannot fight. You cannot go on Facebook and see somebody's post of an opinion that, that doesn't agree with yours and then start an argument with a random stranger. It doesn't help. You read somebody's post, you troll. It doesn't work. That's not gonna work long-term. It's gonna create depression, anxiety, and pill-taking. And the world is taking pills. And we cannot have that happen. We can't let that be for our children. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and that's what we're doing here. We're going to bring everybody together to create solutions, things that you can actually do. Well, there's a lot of talk out there about, oh, this, that, and the other. No, we're going to talk about solutions to real problems and what you can do as a parent to think about ways to help your own family deal with the problems that you're actually facing today, not five years ago. Makes me want to cry. I love Dr. Gator on his soapbox. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will get down now. We're here to help you guys and, and learn together and, and, and hopefully this will help 
everybody raise amazing kids and help us raise amazing kids because that's the goal at the end of the day, right? We're here so that way all of our kids can be buddies, you know, one day and be super healthy and, and they have a better world than, than we have today. Yes. We're raising the bar on ourselves so we can raise amazing children. Raising Amazing would like to thank the Prone Family Foundation who are growing community through educational support. Thank you all so much for joining us each week. Please be sure to subscribe to the Raising Amazing podcast so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Raising Amazing Podcast to catch any extra fun goodies for you and your kiddos. And if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on the show, you can send in your questions to raisingamazingpodcast at gmail.com along with your name and your city. That's it for us for now. We'll catch you next Wednesday on Raising Amazing. Happy parenting. May the force be with you.